And here we are live once again. It is a gloomy April day, but Jen, like last, I don't know about you, over the weekend, Saturday was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I, I went from like playing outside all day to <laughs> being inside and doing my taxes the next day. Like, how can I go from one oh, extreme God. to the next? I know. <laughs> you went from like one end of the spectrum to the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The things that we yeah, got to do. Yeah, Saturday was amazing. It was beautiful out, and then it's not been so great since then. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll we'll get we'll get past all this gloomy weather these couple of weeks into like some amazing summer weather. It'll happen yeah. fast. Very yeah, good. I can't wait for yeah. sunshine. Very good. So we got a really cool show lined up for you today. Uh, we'll introduce our guest in just a moment, but uh, we got some good hot topics as always. So Jen, let's roll the intro. Let's do it. There we have it. So we are live again on uh, Facebook and YouTube. And I don't know, I, I see people, Jen, I see people on, on Facebook at the moment. However, the app that we're using, I can't tell if people are here. So if you're here, let us know in the comments, <laughs> say hi, and uh, we'll certainly say hi back. And and uh, as I said, we got a lot of great stuff that we are talking about today. Jen, mm-hmm. you you have been working with our guests for the last year or so, maybe even a little bit more. Who the heck are we? Do we have uh, for today? <laughs> yeah, we we have a, a prolific rising star in our business, um, younger agent who has made pretty pretty big impact in the short time that he's been at KWRC and also you know within the real estate business and as as a whole. Um, you know, he's also an avid golfer and uh, a techie at heart and just one of my one of my favorite people. So our guest today is Mike Russo. Mr. Russo, how are you, my friend? What's going on, everybody? That's good, good, so good. Cool, okay. I had to adjust my camera here. That's all right. So uh, we got lots of people chiming in and saying hi, Stacy and uh, Stephanie and Keith and Irene, hi. all sorts of great people. So Mike. I, I know I've, I've shared this story with, with Jen way back in the past, and this is really cool. And I, and I bet you, you already know where I'm going to go. Nope. He has no idea. So what the heck is Gare doing? <laughs> Wait. Okay. Something just funny. He just happened on screen. Mike, do you have your, um, your Yeti mug? Is that what you just moved? Of course. My favorite mug. You totally, yeah. I don't know, you just passed it to Jen. It was amazing on screen because she has hers too. <laughs> Anyways, the little, the little things that make me smile. The little things. <laughs> it looked pretty awesome from here though. Um, so Mike, you've been, how long have you been with our brokerage? So in August, it will be three years. Three, three years. years. And when did we sort of meet? How many years ago? And now he now he knows where I'm going. Uh, was 2015. <laughs> we had unofficially, officially had met. Um, and, I met with Marvin at that wow. time, for sure. But, uh, yeah, back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So here's this this young man, um, and I, I believe, and I don't want to age you or anything, but it was a project you were doing for school. We'll leave it at that, right? And and you yeah. had developed this, this. Uh, what did you develop? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you tell us what you developed, and you so came to us to pitch it. There's a program. It's called Junior Achievement. And basically what it is is high school kids get together and they run a program. Uh, it's for 18 weeks. You have to start up a, a small business and run that business. You have to start it, build a product, sell the product, and then sell the, or this, uh, dissolve the company when it's all done after the 18 weeks. So we were doing uh, USB sticks. And the reason why we targeted real estate agents is because we had we're gullible. a key design. We're oh, like yeah. a house key. <laughs> yeah, and that too. <laughs> <laughs> And so we thought, okay, if we present it to real estate agents, they can leave all their documents or important documents on a USB stick and give that to their clients. So we had, um, fortunately, we had a great mentor, uh, the old mayor of Newmarket, Tom Taylor. And he obviously knew Marv and made the introduction. And uh, Marv asked us to speak at one of the uh, monthly events. And we 
did it super super nerve-wracking because i would have been in grade 12 i was like so scared to do it because there was like i don't know how many agents 150 agents in the room and i'm speaking in front of all of them talking about this product that they should be buying and uh turned out really well it was actually great made a lot of you know little connections there that have spanned into my career which is which is kind of interesting but it was awesome i love it i love it i I, I can't think of too many people that i've met at that age that had the gonads to go and deliver and, and pitch something <laughs> like that we'll call it like that <laughs> that that had to have set you up for some sort of success in the real real estate world right yeah i guess so it was definitely made the introduction to it that's yeah. for sure that's when i first got the sense of like what it's like in the industry um and that point on it kind of just started to flow naturally yeah, very good. Jen, why don't you kind of walk Mike through kind of like his his last, call it 24 months, and uh, allow him to share that story. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, Jen. You can ask some of those questions. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, obviously, we've, we've hit that you're young a couple of times now. So when you first got your license and came into the business, you know, what was what was your game plan? What was in your, your head around how to build this business at a younger age yeah. and, and how to get some, you know, traction in the market. Yeah, that's a great, great question. So basically my mentality right from the beginning was like, okay, finish the school. Amazing. What did I learn in the school? That's going to help me in the real estate industry. Nothing. <laughs> like it was like all <laughs> just like meets and bounds and this and that. I'm like, okay. That doesn't, how do I meet a client? Like what, what do I do with a client? That's what I need to know. How do I close them? How do I talk to them? How do I do everything with them? So right away, it was it was very clear to me that I needed to join a um, join a real estate team. So I did that right from the get go. I joined onto an amazing team um, where they were able to mentor me and kind of coach me through situations and took the knowledge that I had from that and eventually branched off into my own team. Um, and it's mm -hmm. been yeah, it's been quite the journey. At the beginning, it's again you don't know what you're doing. And you're not supposed to. That's the whole point, right? You start at the bottom. It's it's like a ladder. You're supposed to climb up slowly. And so once I was able to get things going, I started to see, okay, this is what I have to do with the client. This is how you talk to somebody. This is what you do when you're on a showing. This is what you do in a listing presentation. This is how, well, this is what a listing presentation is, right? And uh, once I got that going, I, I felt comfortable enough to kind of branch off and into my own little thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And obviously, I know that we've been coaching for a little while now together. So I, I know some of the, the trajectory of that. But for everybody who's watching, you know, that's a big shift to make, um, whether you're a brand new agent, or you did the team thing first. And how has that transition been? And you know, what are you what are you leaning into in regard to building your own team? What are your your pillars that you're leaning on to find success? Yeah, so it is a big transition. Um, so basically what I went back to, and I think this is what most agents would say in this situation as well as their database. Um, so what I used was, okay, I went back, I sent out a message saying that I've gone off on my own, had a whole bunch of support um, from incredible, incredible people. And they all just essentially reached out and just said, yeah, let us know what we can do to help. And then from there I used, um, I have a couple different lead generation styles that I've had and I'm trying to implement a couple more, Jen, as you would know. Um, so cold calling is one of my biggest ones that I've done. And now recently we're trying to do a bigger push into social media and really trying to pour a lot more into our database to really build relationships through there. Um, I actually got a great book recommendation. Shout out to Wayne Clements for it. Um, it's called Ninja Selling and it's incredible. It's essentially about um, building relationships and how to secure those relationships into deals eventually down the road. And that's what it's all about to me is, is building a relationship with my clients that they can continue to come to me and trust me enough to, you know, make things happen in the future. Cause again, at the end of the day, uh, I think there's a Zig Ziglar quote out there that states, you know, the more people we help eventually they will want to help us out as well. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, shout out to Wayne for being like the king of books. He's by far, uh, oh my I gosh. think he's been calling yeah. Him and Colin Campbell, yeah. I would say, are probably two of the best people to ask, what book are you reading right now or what Absolutely. book should I read? Yeah, they're fantastic for that. They both yeah. they, they both yeah. read at a high level. Book Ninja Selling, yes. Thank you for writing that down, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually made a note that I want to go get it. Um, and so in the midst of all of this, Mike, between you know being on the team and making that decision, which I know was a hard one to transition off the team, 
Um, and then starting your own team and building up your own business and shifting through your models and making some changes. You also got involved with KWYP, right? So tell us more about that journey yeah. and where, yeah. what role you're in now and, and what the plans are going forward. Yeah, so KWYP, yeah. for those that don't know what it is, so it's the Keller Williams Young Professional Group. And essentially what it is, is a group of people that are under the age of 40, they have the opportunity to join this program. Um, for a low cost and essentially it like I, I think the best way to describe it is um, there's a Les Brown quote and it says birds of the same feather flock together right and what that means is essentially the people that think alike should be in the same group and they should be all coming together regularly to start working on better things together and so KWYP as a whole is essentially like-minded agents that kind of connect um, and we connect both with our chapters, there's a couple different chapters, the way that it works, there's a couple different chapters all over Ontario. So we'll connect locally with our own chapter, but we can also connect with the other chapters as well, all the way down to the um, chapters that are in the US. And we speak with people that are like-minded and pretty much mastermind, do power panels, do great events. So last year, or late last year, I took on the role of the president of that. Um, and we've been really focusing on just revamping it, making sure that we're bringing lots of value to our members and making sure that people are walking away with a lot of great stuff. And a great example of this would be is our our latest um, KW uh, Legacies in Vaughan. That's a whole brand new market center that started within KWYP. So agents that were within the program connected and started talking about that and then transitioned that into actually, you know, making it into an action and, and starting a new office, right? Which is crazy if you think about it, like out of nowhere, mm -hmm. These group of people got together, talked about it, and now have a market center in Vaughn that was all founded within KWYP. And I, that opportunity alone is like why every agent under the age of 40 should be in this. And there's a lot of great, exciting things coming. Um, I can't discuss it all just yet because they haven't officially been announced. But I can tell yeah. you that it's going to be where it is right now. It is going to be 10 times better because it's going to be so much more collaborative and a lot of people are going to walk away with huge, huge value. Um, and we're going to see events, you know, for example, when market centers need to be opened and they need team leaders and they need operating principals and they need all these people. I guarantee you that the recruiters are going to look at KWYP for their next leaders because that's where the leaders are being born is within this chapter mm -hmm. and within that group. I, I think it's so important you mentioned that, Mike, is, you know, we often talk about, you know, young professionals as being our leaders of tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is now, mm. right? And, and yes. yeah, oh, yeah, and what, what you just explained, like a whole market center, and if you're not in the KW world, a whole entire brokerage, brokerage, brand new brokerage was formed out of the amazing people within YP. And if you have, um, you know, like young, there's, there's many different types of young professional networks um, and, and different, you know, different organizations have them outside of real estate too. And get in, like get involved because that's, it's, it's going to raise your bar and whether you, you want to be a leader or not, you're, I always say this as realtors, we are leaders because we lead people through transactions, through different stages in their life, through big monumental changes in their life. Like we are leaders. Yeah. And, and, and I love that quote Absolutely. that you said, right? I, I, I that's, that's a, such a fantastic way to look at it. Good for you. So, okay. Give me other than having more opportunities presented to you, give me some of the other reasons why being a part of YP is so beneficial. Yeah, to me, like it's been just this past, you know, I would say the past six months, the connections and the people that you talk to. So I'm a part, because I'm the KWYP president, I get to participate in regional calls with people that are in the US, right? Different presidents there, uh, the presidents that are within Ontario itself and just talking with them. Like I, I join a call and I just, I just shut up because I have nothing to say. The amount of info that they just give, just talking to each other is incredible. And it's just like stuff I'm not even thinking about. And just all of a sudden it's like, why aren't I thinking about that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got to up my thinking. I got to start thinking bigger. I got to do this now. I got to do this. I'll add this into my business because these are all the things that these guys talk about. And it's incredible. The, the opportunities that are there, especially within just the leadership team alone, you know, talking with fellow leadership members, you can see that we're all lined up, right? We all have the same values and we all want to push forward to the next level. And it's kind of hard when you're, when you're the only one thinking about it, but when you join a group of people that that's what they all think about, 
it makes it so much easier to do. For example, like tonight we're running um, at five o'clock. One of our leadership uh, team members, Jason and I, are going to be running a clubhouse, and we're just going to chat, just have an open discussion about you know the difficulty with buyers right now in the market, right? And this is so that all of our YP members out there can join in and hear what we're talking about. They can maybe pick up some value ads, or they can drop some value and uh, really walk away with something at the end of the day, right? I like it. I often and, and Jen and I have this conversation uh, a lot. Is I don't think enough people are just having the real estate business conversation. Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that, right, Jen, is is just collaboratively talking about how can we be better. What can we do? What did you do there? Because I, I'm 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 stuck against the ceiling, and and I've seen you've gone through it. What did you do to get through it, and all that kind of thing? And yeah. we are it's it's a business where it's competitive, but it on the flip side, the more that we help each other, the better it is for everybody, right? Yeah. 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 It's so true. And I mean, even within the coaching world, within our brokerage with our, you know, WhatsApp cap and our uh, growth coaching and all of that sort of stuff, we do that on a daily basis, whether it's through chats or it's through our morning kick, like kickstart calls or our masterminds. And I learn just as much from everyone else's experience as, as I can give. So even though I'm leading it and I'm kind of answering questions or giving guidance, every scenario that comes up, like I haven't been in every single scenario in real estate. They still like 15 years later, I still hear stuff. I'm just like, how, <laughs> Like, how did you find that deal? What just happened? Right. But you, we learn from that. And I think that the, the best added value is that sense of community. And you know, that I know as a K as a YP member myself, I know that that's one of the big pieces that there's, there's a huge untangible value add to being in those networks with the right people in regard to what you bring back to your business on a daily basis. Right. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's exciting what's coming down the pipe and the changes that are being made. I think it's going to be a great thing. And Mike, it's so cool that you're in the president role and you have a great vision for it. You've got a great passion for it, which I think, um, is a fantastic thing. And we mm. always want our leaders to be passionate about what they're leading in, right? So it's a huge value add to everybody mm. to have you in that position also, um, which is which is really cool. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to your point, the community thing, like that's the biggest thing. That is what I love that point. And it's so important to have that community of just people that you can just call and just talk to about a situation or how to make more of an impact on on others. And, and that really, at the end of the day, will benefit everybody a lot more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other thing I know that we're, we've been chatting for a while, but I wanted to just bring up to you because Mike is a man of many talents. He's also our tech, our tech ambassador in the brokerage. Um, and I know that you've been, you've been involved in some of the commands. Have you been on some calls recently regarding the technology in KW and in KW Canada specifically? And you know, give us a little feedback on, um, I guess, command or in, in our tech world. Like, what what are we seeing happening? What are yeah. the the what are the pros and cons? Like, what's our update? Yeah. So, I mean, if honestly, if anything, that twenty twenty taught us is that the world is definitely a lot more technological advanced than we even know it to be, right? And that's you know very apparent with stuff like Zoom coming out of nowhere, like. If you asked me literally two years ago what Zoom was, I would have been like, honestly, I would have thought of a Mazda commercial, right? At the end when they say Zoom, Zoom, whatever. I would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. And now it's like the only thing that we know is like how to join a Zoom chat and change your filters and all this stuff. So technology alone has just changed so much. And it's so important that the realtor um, understands that because a lot of the people that are in the industry who are not fully aware of the technological or I guess the technology coming in and changing the industry, they're going to be left behind. Right. And so fortunately enough, you know, we work for a great company, Keller Williams, that has done an incredible job at really delivering technology and really, truly, it's only just the beginning. Right. And they've been saying that for a while in the sense of like, they've been doing a lot of testing and just recently they're really ramping up and spending the dollars that they need in order to catapult us ahead of everybody not that we're not already ahead of everybody, but to really ensure that we stay there because at the end of mm-hmm. the day, the technology that we deliver, like our, my command profile, which is like the database that I use that's given to you through KW, it has the ability to text people, email, like, I don't want to do too much of a plugin, but I'm just telling you like, this is what I use daily to reach out to my clients. And it is so effective in the sense that like somebody can text me back and I get the message, boom, right there. And I can send out mm-hmm. a mass text, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, or 
Are you looking to sell in the spring right now? Whatever it is, right? And my clients get info right away or, you know, I might drop, like if I had a great opportunity, I can easily text them saying, this one's coming to the market, it's a great opportunity for all of our, and if I have them tagged correctly as buyers, I might be able to help my seller sell their home a lot faster and I might be able to help one of my buyers get the, the home of their dreams, right? And this is all through a program mm -hmm. that's, you know, included as being a KW uh, member, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah, you could. That's a great way to sum it all up. I I often talk to people. You know, when I ran my team, I was spending about two hundred fifty dollars a month for our CRM plus other other software tools. So it was it was probably at about six hundred or seven hundred dollars a month I was spending. And when they introduced it at command for us, as you know, Mike, and they rolled out all the features over the last number of years, that six <laughs> to seven hundred yeah. dollar cost every month went to zero. <laughs> it, it was like doing another transaction just by a cost savings perspective, let alone the, 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 the increased capacity that we could have with our clients. Right. It's, it's, there's so many different ways to look yeah. at it. And now and you're probably more efficient now too, with that ability, because it's, it's all in one, which is so incredible, right? Like before mm -hmm. I, I know even with me before, when I was using it, I would use like probably five to 10 different programs. And now it's like this one program has eliminated like eight of them. Right. Yeah. Which is so much better for me because it's so much easier. I think one of the, as I, you know, Jen and I had the opportunity to talk to agents from all different types of brokerages and so forth. And one of the neat things that I get to share with people is, you know, we all have our CRM and we all have our follow up campaign or our follow up programs that we like to follow uh, or use. And one of the, one of the things I love about it, Mike, one of the most recent upgrades to it is the fact that, you know, you've got 150,000 agents that are using it and creating their own follow-up systems. Yet I can go in there as an agent and share my own follow-up system. So you, Mike or Jen can mm -hmm. use it. And, and mm -hmm. as opposed yeah. to like going to like a top producer program where it's only what I create myself or what the program has created, there's thousands and thousands of follow-up programs that we can all share and use. And like yeah. it's, it's unbelievable the behind that alone. Like the ability that you can go and see a library of some of the most successful realtors in our business, what they use to follow up with their clients. And you could just click download. And now you can now use that it's exactly the same scripts. You just change out your name and use everything in the way that they're doing it is so powerful. And mm -hmm. I, to be honest, I genuinely think Keller Williams is the only brokerage in the world that is so collaborative that way and the culture with that is just is the reason why i continue to stay here um because that alone is so powerful and really helps especially a new agent it really helps them get to where they need to be jen we couldn't yeah. have said it better i know that was just a great great way to end that conversation like full stop yeah my my kids have been saying period at the end of everything now right period, yeah. <laughs> period. So like, i hate to because i understand how it can sound like i don't want to be a sales guy talking about like why but i'm like i'm just passionate about this is the reason why i've joined and, and i yeah. can, and if i if i didn't think this way i wouldn't be here right and it's yeah. just yeah i guess when i talk about things i just get so excited about it i guess is the word and i i just i gotta keep going <laughs> yeah yeah well jack jackie for, for i oh my gosh i just butchered your name on 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 live stream here jackie i apologize <laughs> but yeah she agrees with you mike we agree with you and and it is the it is i think more importantly and maybe another way to look at it is is the continued opportunities that get presented and, and for the agents that see it as a true opportunity, like Jen and I see it every day, it, like sky's the limit. And, and I know the sky's the limit for you, Mike, like this journey may have started years and years ago, but we, we see it. I mean, it just keep plugging away at doing your thing and thinking bigger than you already are. I, I think right. that's the key. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes, Jackie. Thank you. I'm sorry. I apologize publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love uh, it. All love good. It. So, uh, Mike, how do a how do people get a hold of you? Um, probably the best way is Instagram. Uh, you can always you'll find my number on there. You can always text me, call me. Um, I'm under the age of 25, so I prefer texting, <laughs> as most people <laughs> under that age would say. 
Um, you can always call me though. I'm always happy to take a phone call. But yeah, definitely texting for sure. Instagram, DM me. TikTok now is the new thing for sure. So I just opened up a TikTok account. So go follow me there, Team Russo. Sweet. Are we gonna see some TikTok dances? Are we gonna see some TikTok dances from from M Russo? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he, he can't even say no. He's like, I might have to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. And see what happens. And of course, reach out. Most importantly, reach out if you're interested in in uh, KWYP. Michael, uh, happily take that. That is a call you will take for sure. <laughs> I will take that call any day of the week. Yeah, that's a that's a call that will change your life. So that's a call you should make. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, my friend, we wish you all the continued success uh, throughout this year and beyond. And uh, keep on being awesome, my friend. Appreciate Thanks so it. much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Bye, Mike. Mike. Mike Russo, everybody. Always a blast. <laughs> He's awesome. I love it. I love it. And um, yeah, it, 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 so I don't necessarily get to take part in YP because of some gray hair and stuff like that and other reasons, (laughs) (laughs) but I do get to take part uh, from a mentor uh, standpoint and um, it is a really awesome network and group of people. And, and like Mike said, get around like-minded people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's impressive the reach that YP has. Like I think um, last year when we went to family reunion in Dallas, pre all of this crazy COVID stuff and, uh, we had a YP event while we were down there and it was, uh, it wasn't just Canada YP, it was KWYP and they had some amazing speakers like Jason Abrams spoke to us, Ben Kinney spoke to us, like, uh, Josh team spoke to us and it was just a small group, couple of hundred people in the room. And it was one of my favorite, um, sessions of the entire family reunion because the value that it brought, the conversations that they had and the, the, the approach they took to it, right? Their mindset around it. They, they treated it with this opportunity of growth and, and building something bigger. And it was just fascinating. And, you know, seeing Mike and a lot of the other people in YP and knowing that they want to do that and that that's why they're there, right? That's why they're showing up. It's, it's pretty inspiring. So to be around that and, and just a genuinely great group of people, it's fun. You know, we have a couple cocktails sometimes that's fun too, but you know, and for the most part, it's just the company you keep, um, and I don't know, I think that, you know, Mike's doing a great job with it. And I think as we grow and this year, some changes are coming, it will get better and better for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've all heard this um, quote many, many times before. You're the average of the five people around you. Mm. So if you don't like yeah. that average, in, increase the people around you, for instance, right? And, and getting around right. top producers. And, and we're not necessarily always talking about top producers, but you know, if you want to be, if you want to have more involvement in giving back to the community, we'll start hanging out with people that give back to the community. Like that's, that's where that really comes from, right? How it can impact mm-hmm. and change lives and, and so forth. So uh, good stuff. Good. And, and good on Mike yeah. to, to lead that. Very good. Yeah. Okay, Jen, we got some, um, some topics we should get into. So I'll surprise you with the first one. I mean, we know what's coming, but you don't know what order. (laughs) Okay. So this came up the other day and I thought it was an interesting conversation around, you know, what the the simple question is, what's, the difference between a $50,000 producer and commission to a $200,000 uh, producer. And, and I'll tell you the first thing that came to mind when I read that was perhaps the person writing this converse or writing this question is thinking small mm. because 200 to me is not very big. Right. Right. Yeah. Like let's not put yeah. a ceiling on it. Like many of our top producers are two, three, five times more than that. And I'm not kidding. (laughs) Right, Jen? Yeah. No, I I think that, you know, uh, a 200 producer, at least at at our brokerage, I I think we could speak for most brokerages as well. You know, 200 is middle of the pack. It's not, you know, the ceiling by any means. Um, And I I think that that's a great question to look at. What, What is the difference but what's the difference between 50K and a million or 50K and 500 or 600 or 700? Um, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind when we talk about this is mindset, 
that mindset is the difference um, and how you look at your business, how you look at the opportunities, how the opportunities show up in your world, right? Do you see them when they come or are you closed off to them? Are you making excuses or are you putting, are you putting the effort in? What does that look like every day? Um, and because, you know, in regard to skills, in regard to network, in regard to client reach, all of that sort of stuff, I've coached enough people and Gary, I know you've spoken to and coached enough people to, to know that that's not the deciding factor in whether you're successful or not in our industry. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how you do it. It doesn't matter how many people you know, or don't know what matters is how you approach it, how you think about it, how purposeful you are in your daily actions. Right. So, I mean, that would be my answer, I guess my, my quick take on that. I don't view it a different thought Gary. Well, it's not so much that it's different. You know, I, I believe the people that look at it like this is, you know, sometimes we get, and we've talked about this on past shows, you get stuck in, no, this is the way I was taught and this is the, the procedure and I got to follow it step by step. Yes, you're absolutely right because it's obviously a proven track record. However, if you peel all that away, I, I truly believe that, you know, producers that are doing, we'll say it like this, not 50 versus 200 producers that are doing at a level where you want to achieve to, uh, the, there's a couple of differences. And if we had Colin Campbell on here and he'd say hard work and grit, that's going to be your mm -hmm. first step, right? Is, is yeah. and which if you look at that, what is that? Well, that's consistency. And, and we often talk about this and it doesn't matter if it's consistency and picking up the phone or whatever it is, it's just being consistent. The other piece is mm -hmm. to me, the people that really enjoy this business and do it at a high level are people that are great, absolutely great at communicating and, and deepening relationships. And, and that's the piece that I see that kind of uh, allows you to move forward pretty quickly. The, like mm -hmm. it's it's got to be twofold it can't be one or the other it's got to be yeah. you know uh, um a game plan with with all cylinders firing whatever i can't think of all, all the analogies but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah oh absolutely and you know i think that if you're if you're leaning if you're looking at just one then you're not looking outside of a box the small box that you're in and you're going to limit yourself and you know, it's just this brings me back to a conversation I was having earlier with one of uh, one of the coaching agents. And we were talking about fear um, and how fear can be such a powerful tool. And, you know, that was an interesting conversation to have because it was a new perspective for the agent, because most people fear fear. They don't like the word. It, you know, you don't like to be in fear. You don't like to think about fear. It doesn't feel good. The reality is fear is also the biggest motivator that we could possibly have in our world, right? Um, you know, remembering, knowing you don't want to go back somewhere, being fearful of failure, being fearful of a feeling or an environment or a space, and just using that to motivate you to continue to push yourself forward. And when we change how we look at fear, it kind of, it changes our perception of the decisions we make, because we're always going to feel fear of the unknown. But if we're conscious of what type of fear we're feeling, we can approach it in the right way. And when we know that, you know, we can, we can step into fear with excitement and go, you know what, I am feeling uncomfortable right now. I am feeling nervous. This is new. I'm taking a risk. I'm excited about what the outcome is going to look like. And the fear is going to help me get there. So I'm going to lean into that versus fear of going, I just, I can't be in that place. I can't go back to that spot. Um, and it's such a, it's like, you know, arguably this could tie into that conversation as well. Are you letting fear hold you back? Or are you leaning into the right kind of fear and letting it carry you through to your next breakthrough and your next level, right? Yeah, I like it. And and to mm -hmm. you know, to circle it back to what you started with. Yeah, it is it is mindset with with you know doing the actions, right? And and being consistent. Yeah. Absolutely. It's and I think to ask this question is a good question because that's that you know, you should be doing a little soul searching as well and um, be one hundred percent coachable along the way mm. right and and yeah. and, uh, and allow yourself to adapt and change and to pivot because how you're going to get there we all know is not that straight line uh it's, it's being able to adapt and, and to move you know roll with the punches type thing right there's another analogy yeah. i got it <laughs> yeah there's another one and that's a great one in our business because we don't control every aspect we don't control our clients we don't control the buyer's agent the listing agent we can't so we have to be able to be fluid in that sense and not internalize every every hit every loss every punch right we have to be able to move through it and stay focused on on what the goal is 
um, or we do get stuck. And, and a lot of people have a hard time with that because, you know, it's hard. It's not, it's not easy to be successful, right? It's, uh, it, it's as, you know, it's, it's, it's the hustle, as Colin says, right? You just keep getting up, keep going back at it every day. Um, and having the right mindset around why you're doing it, I think yeah. is important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay. Moving on. We're going to move into the uh, ownership, Jen. Okay. So you sent this to me and uh, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you, you lead us off on this one? Yeah. So uh, this came up. I thought it was interesting. I know it hurt your brain when I sent you the <laughs> screenshots here. Um, the idea behind this was about geo warehouse and land registry and the fact that um, you know, that's not always actually 100% accurate when it comes to the title of a property. And I think we're often taught to just look at that and accept that that's the accurate name, when in fact, there are other steps we should be taking to validate the, that information because of the way the system processes the data. So for example, you know, if Gary and I buy a property together, and then Gary sells his portion of the how of the property to somebody else, the system will read that, that that new sale is the most recent sale on the property. And that person that Gary sold his portion to will go on titles as a solo, even though I still own my portion. That's how the land registry system reads it. So what we need to do is make sure that we're validating all of the parties on title are in, in fact correct. What that looks like is checking the tax bills. Um, on Geo Warehouse, you can also, there's a title report you can buy, I believe it's about $35 that will show you the actual most recent title. So, you know, it's just being aware of the information and knowing, hey, am I taking all of the steps? Am I taking all of the proper steps in order to verify 100% that the title is accurate? Um, and, you know, part of the reason I shared it with you, Gary, is because I knew the tax bill part. Um, I didn't know about the title report that was on Geo Warehouse. That was something that I learned just through this conversation that I was exposed to. Um, and it, it kind of, I had a minute of just being like, whoa, what? Get out. I've been doing this for a while. I, I didn't know that. Um, I did at least know to verify it. And you could also verify through a lawyer. If you have a lawyer that you're, you have a good relationship with, you could ask them to confirm it for you. But, you know, it's something that I think as agents, we need to be aware of that Geo Warehouse needs to be verified yeah absolutely and he, and he, did you know you knew that because when i messaged you about it gary was like yeah or you can do this or do that and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> well it's so funny like jen this is it, this is exactly why we have these conversations right because here's something that i 100 percent honestly took for granted because i knew it i just thought everybody knew it Right. And then yeah. you will bring stuff to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. Right. But if we're not having yeah. these, you know, Jen and I have these open conversations to, you know, not to enlighten the one, the wrong word, but to, to really educate. Right. That, right. I think that's the, the, the better word. And um, yeah, it's something that I, I, I guess I was just exposed to many years ago. And I thought just everyone knew that. Here's the other thing, though. And I'm going to I'm going to put a little bit of a twist on this. Um, mm -hmm. There will be times in our career where we are talking to a home seller and they need to sell because of financial issues or financial reasons and motivation. When I had that conversation with a seller, that's definitely a time where I want to pull title, meaning I want to learn what charges or what liens are on title. Because we want to make sure that there's equity, uh, enough, enough equity for them to, to move on in their lives, right? And mm -hmm. make sure there's enough equity to pay out those liens and what have you and all the other fees that, that people occur when, when they're selling a home. So that's definitely when, I want to, when you want to pull that. And, and you, can, you can pull that and it'll give, you, uh, it'll give you that information. If you don't know how to read that information, have your lawyer pull that information because they'll be able to have a, a real clear picture on it but it, it's the nature of the business right and if you're doing right. the, as many as transactions as you envision to do chances are you're going to come across that more than once in your career right jen oh yeah absolutely it unfortunately does come up somewhat often and you gotta you gotta know to uh, what to check for and you've got to know how to have that number of conversation with your client which is a whole other topic right the scripts and conversations around how to navigate that because it can be a very challenging conversation to have. Um, but yeah, the more you do this, the more you're exposed to it, the 
the more you're going to have those situations come up. There's a lot of reasons why people sell houses. It's it's not just to upgrade or downsize or buy a cottage, right? There's there's a many many personal reasons that show up. Yeah, and and I think it this needs to be said just to make sure we're all on the same page. When you get that phone call to say, "Hey, I'm ready to sell." the first thing I'm always doing is checking the ownership of the property. Cause I want to make sure I'm talking to the owners of the property, even though they've right. lived there for 20 years and you think that they're the owners. Um, quite frankly, maybe a mom co-signed it way back when, and she's still on title and you just want to make sure you got all your ducks in a row when, when you are, you know, obtaining all that information. Yeah. It's like that, that script in the qualifying conversation before you have that listing appointment or all of the people, people, who have a have a ownership or on title going to be at this meeting on Thursday. And if they're not, if the answer is no, then you know what, well, maybe let's, can they get there or should we reschedule for time when everybody's available? Because we wanna make sure we're, we're talking to everybody who has um, a portion of the decision-making, who has a bit of ownership or has a say, right? We wanna make sure everyone's on the same page. So yeah, it's funny because, you know, I knew those scripts and I know to check the, the tax bill and all that, but it's just so, you're always learning, right? It's just one of those things. I was like, I didn't know there was a title report. I knew there's a square footage report, a, a permit report. There's all kinds of them, um, but that one was a new one. So yeah, it's um, it's a topic that we probably don't talk about enough and we probably should talk about more. There was, I know there's been some crazy stories of, of uh, you know, not that we need to go in this direction, but people pretending to be the owner of a property and selling it um, and, you know, it not being realized until closing or shortly after. And the person who had previously owned the property then being left with that situation and you certainly don't want to get into areas like that. So we, it's not that we don't take someone's word for it, but we always want to verify and validate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, moving on. We got one more uh, little hot take here. Hot take or quick take, your choice, but we'll, <laughs> I call it a hot take. Um, so this one's interesting. Uh, you said, and this is another one that you sent to me is the coming soon sign. And I just added in or exclusive. So uh, let me ask mm -hmm. you this, Jen, how long is too long for a coming soon sign to be on a for sale sign? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many answers to this question, Gary. Um, in my opinion, I guess I'll get, I'll just, I'll just lean into my opinion. I, I think max two weeks, personally. I think if it's any longer than that, you're just it should just be an exclusive, put up an exclusive sign. It shouldn't be a coming soon. If it's taking more than two weeks, that's not soon, right? That's like coming in a while. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Hang on a second. You you deserve one of these. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 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 Coming in a while, you know. Um, I think that, yeah, I, that's my answer. Two weeks max. <laughs> Cool. So, um, I don't think I own a coming soon sign. Hmm. Okay. I don't think I do. I own many, many, many exclusive signs or riders and, um, everyone does it a little bit differently on how they market and what they bring to market. And it's, it's, it's a slightly different strategy, but it's still the, the outcome is always, always remains the same and that's to get the home sold. And uh, we would always use exclusive um, yeah. prior to, to going on to the MLS. And, yeah. and we can get into the reasons why. I'm happy to. But that, that was just our preference when we were selling. Yeah, I think we've done both. I think there's been times where we put up a coming soon either because the client requested it or it was in a neighborhood that we knew had a lot of turnover and we wanted that early exposure. Uh, and we've done exclusives when, you know, we just didn't do a coming soon sign. And, you know, I, I guess when we look at the question coming soon or exclusive, I don't think it matters in my opinion that there's no, from what, from where I've, what I've seen and experienced, I haven't seen coming soon create an opportunity beyond what an exclusive or a for sale sign would create in my opinion, um, other than maybe a little bit of buzz or excitement around the neighborhood. If you strategically put the sign up at the right time, right? Yeah, I think there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Of course, we go exclusive for many different reasons. One being the home is under renovations um, or is being built, for instance, but you want the sign out there as an exclusive because you're not quite ready to get it onto the MLS. Maybe it's not ready for the MLS yet. Um, the 
I, oh, I, I had a great thought and it, it left. Um, but we would, we would also use it from this perspective, right? As a marketing strategy, you know, and you know, when Apple launches their new iPhone, they don't, they don't tell you the day of, they tell you months and weeks or whatever in advance. And that's the, the mm -hmm. same sort of strategy we use. Here's my, here is my thought, Jen. I found it. Um, I truly believe, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, but I, I truly believe if you're not using one of these strategies, you're missing an opportunity. Hmm. You're missing an opportunity for yourself to create leads and for your seller to get momentum for that, for that listing to be sold. Yeah, I, I think I would have to add on to that before I'd agree with it. But I, I, I do, in essence, agree with it. Phew. Uh, I think if you, not that I know, I don't know why that matters, Gary, <laughs> but here we are. If, uh, if you work the sign, if you put the sign up and you don't do anything, I don't think it makes the slightest bit of difference, personally. If you put the sign up and, you know, you market it, you run some promotions and you re reach out to the neighbors and you create the energy around the listing and you tell people what to expect, what the plan is, you know, because like you said, when iPhone releases a new phone, they're telling us months in advance. They're telling us the date. They're telling us the specs. They're showing us pictures. They're getting us excited about the product. You have to be doing the same thing. Um, so I would say, yes, I agree with you in in the sense that you have a, a marketing plan around that that sign right absolutely it, you have to it is part of it is just one piece of the puzzle of your marketing strategy absolutely 100 percent. and it we often use it in you know if you have a home that you're bringing to market in next week or in two weeks and there's already a couple homes for sale on that street i get that sign up because 100%. that's free traffic that are coming to that yeah. street. You know, Keith has uh, a really great question here. Um, how long would you keep your exclusive sign up for? Uh, Keith, I would keep that up for um, anywhere from obviously, you know, a little bit less than a week to, I believe the longest was a few months. Um, mm -hmm. Now I actually had them have had them much longer depending on the circumstance or the type of property. But when we were, when we were selling custom built homes, uh, it would be on for three, four months because we weren't ready to get onto the MLS yet that home was ready. And if a buyer wanted to come in and, and kind of buy it on spec or, or add their own uh, flavor to it, we were happy to do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, depending on what that property is. Um, and of course, having a, a, as Jen said, a clear marketing strategy behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, think, I mean, sometimes you get in the situations, um, as well, where you have a scenario where you can only list it exclusively, whether it's for, you know, health reasons or for, you know, I, I'm. Did we lose Jen? In that case, oh. that exclusive is going to, oh, am I back? No, you're back. Sorry. Okay. I was just saying that sometimes there's scenarios where we will only list exclusively. It never goes to MLS just for whatever reason. So, you know, there are times when that sign will be on there until the property sells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring Austin's uh, comment back up here. I've had great success with coming soon signs. Uh, one small part of my marketing plan. Um, yeah, absolutely. Austin, I, I would I would challenge you on that. I think it's a big part of your marketing plan, not not a small part. And, and really emphasize that when we're when we're talking to sellers is, you know, that this is part of the strategy that's going to help sell your home. And mm -hmm. I've had sellers too, Jen, in the past. Um, what if somebody does want to buy it before we go on to the MLS? Right. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> We're not going to get in the way of that, right? And if they come in yeah. and offer you a price that that you are thrilled with and you don't have to go through the countless uh, days of showings and everything else, let's get it done. Yeah. And I've done I've done that many times. I've had it sold before it hits the MLS. If it makes yeah. both parties happy, um, you, you got yourself a win-win. Yeah, and I think where we're landing on this is that it's, there's no right or wrong answer on this question. I think it's it really comes down to you know what opportunities show up and how you how you handle it, how you market it. And you know I know Austin works really hard when he has a listing and he does a lot of promotion and marketing and all of that. And you know that his sign is a big piece of that, so he utilizes that at a high level to get those great results. And I think that it's important to recognize that those two things have to be combined, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, one of the things that gets overlooked here and. and uh, 
is when we see exclusive signs, or at least in my case, when I would have an exclusive listing, the question would, I would always get a phone call from uh, a co-op agent. Are you um, cooperating? Mm -hmm. Meaning are we paying a buyer's um, commission, a co-op commission? The answer is yes, 100% we are. We, we do mm -hmm. not put up a sign not to sell that home. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I remember once calling, there was an exclusive and my clients wanted to see it or wanted more information. And I called to get more details. Mm -hmm. And the agent, um, I don't know where they got this strategy from, but basically said, well, either send your client to me for the opportunity or wait till it comes on MLS in a month or six weeks when we're done renovations or something. And I always, my clients just were just luckily for me, my clients just said, no, we'll just keep looking. Don't worry about it. Right. We'll wait till it goes on MLS. I don't want to work for somebody, but, um, you know, I, I thought that was an interesting approach. I was like, what a great way to segregate yourself from your fellow agents, right? <laughs> yeah. Put up an exclusive sign and then not let people show it. So um, you never know, right? We come up, we come across all sorts of things in this world. But when, when we put up an exclusive sign, absolutely, we want to be cooperating with those other brokers for sure. Absolutely. All right. Very good, Jen. I think we wrapped it up uh, really well there. Um, closing remarks. What do we got for, what do we got going on over the next couple of weeks? Well, uh, we got a lot going on, I think, over the next couple of weeks. There's a couple of big things coming out. I know we've got our YKW event on Thursday night this week. If you want to learn more about Keller Williams, you can let us know, and we'll send you out an invite to attend that with Gary and myself. We've got Ignite rolling out on May 4th. That's coming up in a couple of weeks' time. So that's going to be the first Canadian national Ignite across the country, which is really, really cool. Stay tuned for more information on that. Um, oh my God, what else we got there? That, that's a big one. You know what, Jenna, we should spend a, a few minutes next week's show uh, explaining uh, what Ignite is and, and that opportunity. And yeah. um, it, you know, over the last year, we've been taking leaps and bounds and increasing the, the delivery of that. And this, the most recent rendition of that uh, is going to be a huge leap. And I'm really, really excited for, for that program um, starting yeah. May 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Okay, cool. Yeah, we do. You know, what I loved over the last couple of weeks is people have been sending in uh, different questions and comments. So keep sending that type of stuff in and, and Jen and I, uh, we'll, we'll just hash it out like this in an open conversation. So uh, we enjoy doing that, as you can tell. And, um, and, and that's it. So thanks to Mike Russo. And of course, for, for Jen Silbernagle, I'm Gary McGowan. That's another show of KWRC TV. Bye for now. Bye, guys.